Welcome to Center Scripts. Here we talk about health, wellness, and practical tips for your everyday life. I'm your host, Cami Smith. Hi, and welcome to Center Scripts. My name is Cami Smith, and I am your host today here. And we're going to be talking about the empath unit that is coming to the Center Health System which is a direct answer to some needs that have been growing in our community. And if you can't tell, I'm excited about this. This is going to be such an incredible resource. This is going to be a life-changing resource that is available to our health system. And so I'm here today and I am with James Bryant, who is a vice president of emergency services, as well as Ismael Gama, who is the vice president of psychiatry and behavioral health services here at Centra. And I'm excited to hear your perspective on this because this is something that both of you have been a part of since day one, since the inception of the idea, since bringing it to this area. Um, and it has been this convergence of, um, I think you were saying earlier, it's almost like fate. It's like this convergence of different things that have been happening within the last few years, really, that have led to this obvious next step of an empath unit. Um, but before we get into that, because it's a very cool story, um, I want to hear a little bit about both of you. And so we'll start with you, James. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to Centra, and you can just take it away. Great. So I'm James Bright, and I have been doing emergency medicine for almost 40 years. So I have started as a nursing assistant many, many years ago in Mount Airy, North Carolina. And I've had various leadership roles at Wake Forest University Baptist Medical Center, the Cleveland Clinic, New Hanover Regional Medical Center in Wilmington, and most recently here at Centra. And I came to Centra because of, you know, a great community, but also because of a great need to grow our health system to meet the community needs. And so that's that's really, you know, what I hope to do here in the next few years. Yes. And you bring such a joy to the environment here at Center Health. There's just this passion when you talk about the impact unit and when you talk about just your unit in general. And so I thank you for that because it's rare, uh, but it's it's also a light. And so thank you for explaining a little bit about your background. And then Ismail, why don't you share with us? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, with pleasure. I've been, been in healthcare for about 25 years. Uh, and uh, really, behavioral health has been my passion. I have a background in counseling, and uh, it, it's really where my, my heart is. And I came to Centra just because of that. I heard this great uh, service line that we have, and I usually, uh, the best way I describe, we serve people from two years old to 102, so the full spectrum of life. And behavioral health has been my passion, and just to come here and make a difference in the community. Yeah. So how long have the two of you been working together? Since late January. So I okay. joined Centra in January. Okay. And um, the emergency department was in the middle of our COVID surge. And so we were seeing an, an increase in the number of emergency department patients. And unfortunately, it was also a number of behavioral health patients. So mm -hmm. we were working very closely together to make sure that those patients' needs were met. Mm -hmm. So would you say in that season, and you were new to Centra at that time, so Ismail, maybe this could be something that you could speak to, but in that season, were there more mental health cases than we have had in past history? Or is that just something that we have seen slowly increasing over time? So so in many ways, uh, COVID, since COVID, that uh, became uh, such a major issue. So yes. health, healthcare in general has been an issue, right? But behavioral health 
with COVID, with isolation, tripled the numbers in our EDs across the country, especially here for Centra yeah. as well. So, yeah, since COVID, we can see the numbers increasing. Mm -hmm. uh, used to be more adults. Now you have folks from all kinds of, of, of types of, of not only crisis, but age as well. Yes. So it, it has been a crisis uh, since COVID, really. Yeah. Uh, it has been doubling. <laughs> every, every Monday when you look at the numbers, you see how, how many folks came yes. over the weekend in, in seeking uh, medical help, but also behavioral health. Well. You know, it's interesting, and I'm I'm no expert in in the clinical setting, but it it seems to me that things that people have been sustaining just below the surface for years and years and years, COVID was like a match that just blew the top, and and it's like the floodgates have opened, and so in a lot of ways, it has shine it has shown a light on what was already there maybe but also i think it has been like a catalyst for for de destigmatizing care mental health care specifically which is great news i wish it had come about in a different way but great news that people are seeking the care that they need but now there's a need to meet that because it it's just severely lacking really across the country. And so something that we do here at Centra that we have talked about in our newsletters that we've tried to explain and, and show to our community because it's exciting really is um, the community health needs assessment. And so every three years, I believe, we do the community health needs assessment. We do that in all areas of our health system to help identify what are the greatest needs. And one thing that we saw in every single community is this increase in mental health. And so whether it's from COVID, whether it's from your everyday stress, whether it, whether it's from, I don't know, the economy, I have no idea, it's there. And so this need came to the surface. How did Centra go about beginning to get that ball rolling to meet this need? Well, there's there's so many areas of need in our communities, like you said, but especially top three always for the last couple uh, needs assessment, uh, behavioral health is on top of that. Um, so there, there's child, child uh, care, there's uh, homelessness, but behavioral health has been on top three for the last couple yeah. assessments. And, and, and that it takes a team. It, uh, healthcare is a team sport when it comes to that. And, but the behavior, the behavioral health piece, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. has been uh, increasing year by year. And, and the isolation that you feel, not being able to go to your work, perhaps, mm -hmm. having to stay home, all that increases. And guess what? Where they go, they go to the emergency room, right? The appropriate Ooh. place, the front door of our, of yes. our right, healthcare. Yes. And yeah. we and we embrace that emergency departments. That's what we do. We're that safety net for our community. Unfortunately, we've been strained a bit as mm -hmm. more and more people come in. And as you said, there there just aren't the resources in our community where we're all struggling to get help. You know, everyone yeah. sees the help wanted signs. It's no different for mental health agencies, for hospitals. We're all struggling to get qualified professionals and to meet the demand. Yeah. So the emergency room can be a stressful place. <laughs> And and I'm sure that many of you watching have maybe had an experience where you have gone to the emergency department here within the central health system or maybe back where, wherever you live across the country. It's, it is the front door to so many hospitals, but it's also 
it can be a scary place. And it also can be a uh, crowded place or um, sensory overload type of place. And so why don't you explain to us what is an empath unit and how does the empath unit kind of meet the craziness that um, an emergency department tends to have? Yeah, I mean, the empath unit is a response to exactly what you described. When you have a mental health crisis, if you go to an emergency room, there are so many distractions, people in pain, family members, and, and it's not the emergency room is really not a appropriate mm -hmm. space for behavioral health patients to be. They need a more dedicated space, more separate, more that brings some, uh, bring the anxiety down a little bit. So yes. empath is a direct response to that, to try to mitigate some of these elements that really makes you even more hyper uh, yeah. anxious. Yes. And, and if you come already to the emergency room with that, guess what, James? People may maybe begin to have other conflicts right yes. there in the waiting area. Yeah. And they can then become, you know, very agitated or even hostile or violent. And we try to avoid that. So, you know, empath takes that and you know, it stands for emergency um, psychiatric treatment assessment. assessment and healing space. So, you know, that empath, so that psychiatric, I better start over again. Um, so empath, which okay. is for emergency, psychiatric assessment, treatment, and healing space. And I think what resonated for all of us is when you put the word healing. Yes, yes. that is definitely because what just resonated that's with That's different yes. because normally when people come into the emergency department, what you see is chaos a lot yes. of times. There are people coming in. To us, that's my life. I live that. I see that every day. Mm -hmm. I consider that normal. But for 99% of the public, when they come in, they see lots of people. It's crowded. It's noisy. You're yes. hearing people crying or you're hearing people that are upset. And so when you're in the behavioral health crisis, that just adds to that. Mm -hmm. And so so what we want to do is assess patients and then move them to a quieter space where we can address their individual needs. And our goal is not to keep people in the hospital, not to transfer them to a psychiatric facility, mm -hmm. but to actually discharge them back home to community resources we have right here in Lynchburg and other communities to take care of them. So what you said I find so interesting because we've been doing a series of articles within the Center Today newsletter just to help the community wrap their minds around and, and to help us wrap our minds around what an empath unit does and how it is such a great resource. And so some things that, that we have found is it actually decreased the admittance of inpatient psychiatric care. So exactly to your point, we're not having to admit these patients who are coming in sometimes for something not related to mental health, but because the environment is not conducive to mental health, then they end up getting admitted and prolonging that whole treatment system. So another thing, and decreased time spent in the ED. So help me understand that one before I go on to my last one, because I imagine if, if I was overwhelmed with an environment, I mean, I might just leave and not wait to get the care, no, no matter how necessary that care may be in the moment just because it's too much, you know, and you can't take it in. But how does it decrease the time spent in the emergency department? 
So I think for the most part, you know, there are some patients who can't leave. They've been actually brought in by law enforcement under a court order for, oh, for services. So those patients can be a little bit more complex. But for all of our patients, coming into the emergency department, there's an emergency department assessment. So we want to rule out to make sure that you aren't a diabetic whose blood sugar is just affected or you don't yes. have some other medical condition. Once we've determined that it's more psychological or behavioral health related, then we bring in our mental health professionals. And they work really closely with us in the emergency department. But sometimes then the recommendation is to be placed in another facility. Okay. And so what happens then is we have to look for a bed. And you've probably read, you know, in uh, other um, newspaper articles or, you know, heard on the news that many of those facilities are full every day. Yes. And so unfortunately, they're not able to take our patients. So some people can wait several days wow. to get placed in one of those facilities for additional treatment. Okay. That's so interesting. It just further, the, the need is so deep. It just run, it runs very deep. The following thing I wanted to ask about was it the empath unit has increased follow-up appointments by over 20%. So I imagine, and maybe this is ignorance on my part, but if if a doctor says, let's set up your next appointment, I, I set up my next appointment. <laughs> but that's not always the case. And so how does the empath unit, how has the empath unit increased those statistics in areas where this has been implemented? It, it helps to almost like a bridge Right. Some folks that come to the emergency room seeking mental health, um, they they want help right away. Mm. But if you don't have anything in the community to the next appointment, you need some treatment, you need some group therapy. And if you don't have that, empath comes and bridges that. Okay. You receive healing immediately. As soon as you go to to empath, the healthcare professionals are there, the psychiatrists, mm -hmm. the, the therapists, they are all there to start treatment with you right away. But at the same time, we're looking for a more appropriate uh, treatment for you in the community. Yes. So Empath is this transition into outside the hospital okay. where more appropriate care will be provided to you. Yeah. So there, there are things, clinics, there will be um, uh, PHP, partial hospitalization programs, IOP, intensive outpatient programs, where folks can receive their care outside the hospital in a more appropriate space. Okay. And the emergency room always going to be there, right? If yes. You, if you have a moment of crisis, you need to go to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. But this, the empath will help that transition into an okay. outpatient community care. So let's talk about this real practically. So let's say um, I have my son and let's say he needs to be in an environment where his mental needs can be addressed before his physical needs can be addressed. And that's something that we know even ahead of time. Do we, would we go to the emergency department first and then we would be rerouted to the empath unit or do we go straight to the empath unit? What is this practically going to look like for the community? So really it is, you come to the emergency department and you're assessed by an emergency department provider first, because again, we want to rule out any of those medical conditions that you have. Okay. Once we've done that, then you would transition to the empath area. And that's where the remainder of your care would take place unless you have another medical issue that comes up. Okay. Sometimes starting people on new medications could spark a seizure. Sometimes it could affect your blood pressure. There may be a reason to move you back to the emergency department. Mm -hmm. We 
would do that for a couple of reasons. One, because those folks in the emergency room are more prepared for that type of um, care, mm -hmm. but also because we want to protect that empath unit to be that healing treatment space yes. and not turn into an emergency department. It is yes. a distinct it's a portion, but it's different from the emergency department. Okay. So if you do have an emergency, you find yourself headed to the emergency department and maybe think that uh, the empath unit would be a better fit, go to the emergency department first. And there are going to be team members who are going, they're there to help find the best place for you at that time. Okay. That's a, that, that's a good answer. That, that helps a little bit more with the understanding. I think as people are hearing about this for the first time, it, it sounds so wonderful. And and I think on some level, everyone is going to want to sit, but, you know, in, yeah. in a place where it's like, oh, sounds, I want to go there too. But I think the other, the other side of this is this is going to also help the emergency department because it's going to separate from the emergency department, those who need a different type of care. And so each of these environments are going to be specifically for those who our clinical staff is going to place where they need to be. So that's huge. So you mentioned that as as the patients come into the emergency department and as they come into the empath unit, that finding the best place for them is a logical next step. And sometimes that is with community partners that Center Health has. So what does that look like? Who are these community partners and, and what can someone expect when having interactions there? We, we have several partners in the community. Obviously, when it comes to behavioral health, everyone is, is booked. Uh, yes. If you look today and try to get an appointment with one of the psychiatrists in a community or for, for, for Centra, uh, it, it takes several several months. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I hate to say that, but that's the reality we face. So we depend on those partners, mm -hmm. and we have internal partners as well. Foundation has played a big role in 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 the impact effort. Okay, so now the foundation. Those of you may be wondering, like, what what is that? So we have what we call the Center Foundation, and they actually received a very generous donation that is making the impact possible. And so tell us a little bit about that. So that was very interesting. I'd only been at Centra for a few weeks and I was approached by my, my boss, Dr. Matt Foster, that there was this potential donation. Mm -hmm. And so it really was a catalyst to say, well, what could we do in partnership with behavioral health mm -hmm. that would meet patients' needs? And so Shannon Miles, who is the direct senior director for behavioral health and psychiatry, she had read about Empath. I'd had some experiences in North Carolina. And so we started looking at this. And again, healing really resonated with this. Yes. And so we were able to take and say, you know what, we want to try to use this $1 million gift. But then our partners at the Center Foundation decided that, you know, they really wanted to help us a little more. Mm -hmm. And so then they came forward and offered to not only help fund the complete construction of it, but the first year's operating expenses to oh, ensure wow. its success. So it really turned into a $4.5 million gift oh, from the community to make a difference. And I mean, what this is doing, like you said earlier, is a life changing. Yes. We believe this will be a life changing event for our community. Yes. And what an incredible way to see how as a health system center really does give back and put first this community that we're serving. And 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 it is just this circle because so many of our caregivers 
are from our community. And so it's just this constant cycle of giving and just standing in the balance for each other, which is a really beautiful thing. And, and to think that this community health needs assessment identified a need and there was already someone thinking of giving toward a great need and everything just came together in such a beautiful way. So we're looking at early 2023, is that correct? And so when this empath unit does open, what is that? What does that look like? How is that? I mean, it's going to drastically change an environment of care within the emergency department. But what what does the timeline look like at this point? <laughs> so so we are working like everyone. We're a little bit challenged by supply chain. So yes. COVID has impacted a lot. So there were certain things that we wanted and really liked. Like I really loved a, a particular fencing product from um, the UK, but they were saying it would be 18 months to have that delivered. Oh, wow. So unfortunately, we could not wait 18 months. Mm-hmm. So what we're looking at is is a groundbreaking the end of September and then no later than June 1st of next year. So, you know, just depending on when things come in and how we're able to put things together with our construction team. But um, it will be about 3,500 square feet, a beautiful facility. And, you know, we'll have some additional information coming forward where people can get a look at what a computer believes the space is going to look like. But it's a calming area. Um, It really is designed to support our patients, but also the the staff that are in there, too, to give them some room, some private consult areas and things like that. But I really wanted to build, too, that, you know, a lot of this is also getting people to our own centra facilities. We have a lot of tremendous programs here, you know, Mm -hmm. our inpatient um, operations at the Virginia Baptist Hospital. We also have the PACE program. We have, you know, partial hospital programs. So we have so many programs we offer through Centra, but we also have Horizons and Johnson Health Mm -hmm. and many other partners that we work with too. So our goal with Empath is to get them transitioned back to those, you know, to continue their care and hopefully reduce the number of times that they have to come back to the emergency department. Yeah. And I think that's really going to help this community walk forward together. Um, Some unity across the board. Well, is there anything that we haven't touched on that I haven't asked you about, but that you would like for our viewers to know about the impact unit or about the behavioral health environment that we're currently in? Well, uh, one of the things that I want our audience to, to be assured that we have a space for you. If you're going through a mental health crisis uh, at some point in your life, uh, first thing, come to the emergency room. We have the professionals there to assess you, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that you are okay, and then we transfer you immediately, if appropriate, to InPath, mm-hmm. a more appropriate space. Okay. Behavioral health it, it affects everyone in your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Affects your coworkers, your neighbors, uh, family members. Really, uh, sometimes they don't know what to do. Right. So, yeah. Center is here for you. We want you to come, and we'll find appropriate space for you to to receive care and really, uh, like James said, with our partners in the community, making sure that you can receive treatment away from the hospital, not necessarily, but certain times you might need an inpatient, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Stay, and we're there for you as well. Okay. 
I think too for emergency departments. I know that many people have sought care in our emergency departments, not just here at Lynchburg, but across our network. And they're, they've had waits in the emergency department. Mm, and yes. part of that's because everyone is busy. Um, and physicians' offices are overcrowded. Urgent care centers have not been able to get some help. And we've seen some closures in our community of urgent yes. care centers. So everyone right now is struggling, mm-hmm. but we are here to take care of you. We're always going to prioritize those patients have that immediate need first, mm-hmm. and we're going to take care of everyone as they come through. So please do not let a waiting room stand between you and care because it's that important to you and your family. And that this is often a lifelong illness. And so mm-hmm. it's really about getting started, getting treatment, getting better. Mm-hmm. And you will always have issues, just like diabetics or congestive heart failure patients have a time when they have to come back to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So we stabilize you and get you back on track because we want you to have your best life. And yes. that's really important to us. So, you know, we're here for you. Yes. And that's such a great message that prioritizing your health is it's a, such a great choice to make. And um, and we've talked about that in various episodes of our podcast to just make the choice to take the first step, make the call, go to the emergency department, start your care. And and we can't stress it enough because it does. We, we, do, we want you to live your best life. And it does ensure that you are headed in that direction. And so um, thank you guys so much for joining me today. And I want to encourage those of you who are listening. We have been doing a series and it's on centratoday.com. And it has been a part of our newsletter, but it's also called a Did You Know series. And we have talked specifically about the community health needs assessment and those results. We've talked about the impact unit starting in July, um, introducing it, but then also really breaking down what is the need? How does it help? And so there are very detailed explanations for those of you who are interested in learning more. And so I encourage you to check that out. And we hope that you'll join us next time on Centrascripts.